0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and just ice for Al. That's it. Just a couple of cubes. Nothing fancy, I gotta keep my wits about me When Christine Lottie's on set So I tell the barkeep Just make it look like I've had a few In fact, that's been my motto for years That's why we named the movie after it It's a little in-joke Oh boy, here comes Jeff Tambor With some Johnny Walker red And a handful of plates Oh no, no, that's all right. Just ice for Al What? What's that? What do you mean I'm saying it wrong? How can I be saying it wrong? You mean that's not the way the Pledge of Allegiance ends? Oh, if you're so stupid, I mean, I made the whole movie thinking that was the title. Listen, listen, Al. It's an honest mistake. Al, I, I've been James Bond. Do you think I ever remember the names of those films? shit Shitballs, Pull My Finger, it's all nonsense. A year ago, I said to my agent, I like my women the way I like my sandwiches. Meteor. Now all of a sudden, I'm in this piece of shit.
1: Coming soon. This summer. At Theaters Everywhere. Opening weekend. Read it R.
0: Welcome to episode 62 of Opening Weekend. I'm Jason O'Connell, and I am once again joined by my dear friends, Fred Berman and Dan Matisa. And this week, they're laughing, they're covering their faces. I'm
2: just thinking of Thunder Pussy. (laughs)
0: Oh my God.
3: Oh God, I'm so sorry. Oh. No, it's okay. I don't know why pussy hit me. <laughs> oh my God. And I thought
0: I thought about not do I was like, well, technically, he wasn't in one with that that part of the word in the title, but, <laughs> but Pussy Galore. There's other. There's certainly Pussy comes up as a theme. Um. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody. We've been gone for a while, but this week we're traveling back to October 19th, <laughs> 1979, and the release of Al Pacino's courtroom tragic comedy. I'm gonna to call it a tragic comedy and <laughs> justice for all social satire is more accurate and the Sean Connery- comedy thunder pussy it's yeah. all, <laughs> all the same finger. world all the same <laughs> milieu <laughs> and the and the Sean Connery sci-fi disaster flick meteor but before we get underway with the week's films Fred Dan how are you both and where were you if you dare to recall in October of 1979
2: I believe if I, if I may be so bold to dare to recall, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I believe I was seven years old and I was in second grade, right? Does that, does that seem to track? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right?
0: I was in third. Yep.
2: Okay. So if you were in third, I was in second grade. So that means I was in Mrs. Gordon's class who I believe I've spoken about before, who was my, I always remember as my favorite teacher, I had her for first and second grade oh. and she was lovely. And, oh, you know what I was doing around this time because we're coming up on Halloween.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I my I was waiting in anticipation for my mom to finish up and I've spoken about this before, the infamous Bigfoot costume that I wore oh. uh, that ended up becoming a uh, a, a closet ornament for me and then a Nazi that I would throw <laughs> off a tree when I' play Indiana Jones in my backyard but yeah my mom made for this year made me a bigfoot costume and it was incredible it was full body like you know she she made it from scratch full hairy body. And, um, wow. I had like uh, vampire teeth. It was very, very scary. Very, mm. very scary.
1: <laughs> now, how do people think you weren't Chewbacca though? I mean, would they look at you oh. and go, Oh, clearly you're Chewbacca. And you're like, no, no Bigfoot.
2: I, you know what? That rings a bell. And I think that did happen. And I think I was a little upset about it because <laughs> I was a big fan and I don't know. When this TV show actually came out, I, m- I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but do you guys remember it was Bigfoot and Wild Boy? Yes. A little, it was a yeah. Saturday morning TV show. You did
0: mention it once, I think. Yeah, Maybe that, I, I, that, I might be remembering it more from your mentioning it in the past <laughs> than actually. But it was not a cartoon, it. right?
1: Not a cartoon. No, it was live okay. action. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah.
2: And and I remember I was really into big, and even like the Six Million Dollar Man
3: mm-hmm. with,
2: big, with Sasquatch, yes. Sasquatch attack, Sasquatch, Sasquatch attack. Calm down, John Saxon, calm down. That was my, uh, that was me and Mike Palofsky's answering machine on the Upper East Side. But like, I was fascinated by Bigfoot, but there was this TV show called Bigfoot and Wild Boy that was on like, I think it was Saturday mornings. And as I grew older, I would mention it to people and they thought I was making it up. It, you know, but now you can go on YouTube and watch it. It was a terrible show. It looks like it might've been. Also bad from like the mid seventies. I don't know. Yeah. I should look that up and see when it was, but I loved it. And it was one of these things they didn't show it often. So when it did oh. come on, it, it was like my little secret. Like I, I was so excited to see it. Mm. So that was the thing. I was like, I want to go as Bigfoot. So I think what you, what you're saying might've been true that people would be like, Oh, you're Chewbacca. And I was like, no, goddamn it. I'm Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> from Bigfoot and Wild Boy. <laughs> are you, are you ignoramus? And was Wild <laughs> Boy on. the son of Bigfoot? Were we to believe, <laughs> were we to believe that Wild Boy no, was his son? He
2: was like a, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering him as sort of like a Chris Atkins, um, like blue lagoon, blonde haired oh, type. I forgot wow. who
0: Chris Atkins was until you, you just, yeah, blue lagoon. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah Yames, that's right. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. The Willie Ames ish type. Yeah. Young curly headed half naked boy. Wow. Yeah. That was
2: pretty much what it was. Go who on. would Hang out with Bigfoot. It would hang out with Bigfoot. I think Mm -hmm. he was like he was abandoned in the Pacific Northwest and found by Bigfoot (laughs) and raised by Bigfoot. And they would go on adventures. And there was a there was a young girl involved, as there always is. I can't speak.
1: What (laughs) were you boys doing? Danny, what? uh, Yeah. Do you remember? You were you were a wee slip of a thing. I know I had just had my birthday, my sixth birthday on October 6th. And uh, my first grade teacher was Mrs. Pozar. I don't think I've talked about her on the podcast. No. She was very, very, very stern. She was very, she was, the, she was the typical grade school mean teacher. Oh, no. All of the kids knew about no. Mrs. Pozar as like, oh, she's the mean one. You're, <laughs> you don't want to get her. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get her. She was the kind of, of teacher that, you know, you, you I, I remember our first day vividly, we were all lined up outside <laughs> You know, and she opened the door to the because the, the classroom, the door to the actual. So you'd go in. Right. And there were like the two doors. And those were the first grade doors and at Kennedy Park School. And then over here were the second grade and third grade. And you, it was like a little, you know, outdoor area that you would wait in. And mm-hmm. all of the teachers would open their doors. Right. It was very sort of little house on the prairie in its own way. It was like, come on in, children. OK. And the doors would open and The students in the other first grade class would go to the right and we would go to the left. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. Pozar's door was the left door. And she opened it and she just stared at us.
3: (laughs) And she had
1: silver hair. And she had um red 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 lips and she was very sternly like crisply dressed from top to bottom
2: sounds like something out of like a tim burton
1: movie yes, yes. It's like large
2: marge was waiting Ab- for you yes. or something absolutely Ms. it was Harry like grind
1: or whatever it yes it was absolutely God. right out of that and she just stared at us all we were five <gasps> and six years old she just <laughs> stared at us <laughs> no. and she and she was like come in and we all marched in silently. And one student, one student whose name was Samantha, this little girl that I had sort of a crush on, she she went, Good morning. And Miss Pozar just stared at her. And we all just went, she said nothing. And and and, and so, you know, what she was doing was laying down the law. It was in
2: like first I grade. Am, yes.
3: Yes. And it's like, you're coming out of
2: kindergarten. This is right. your first experience in elementary school. That's You want to lay wow. down the law. What is she, the judge from Justice for all? Like, what
1: <laughs> the, Oh my God. Uh, that's true. She may as was well. It have been. was it John Forsythe yeah. under a wig. And that, then that Mrs. Posar grew up to be John <laughs> Forsythe. To be. And so we went in there and this was the Mrs. Posar was so strong. If you, if you dropped your pencil, she would make you like get on the floor and look for the broken point of it. Like the lead point. I you were going to say she
2: would make you get on the floor and like oink like a pig or yeah. something. Beg
1: for forgiveness. <laughs> then it was John Forsythe. Then, you know, you yeah. had to like pick it up. You, if you leaned back. Oh, and this was the thing. You were not allowed to lean back in your chair at all. Like <laughs> any amount. And so we all assumed you know, the, the 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 rumors go around as far as like why. And it's like, oh, it's because I heard that it's because she had a student who leaned back in the chair and the chair slipped out from under them and they cracked their head open. Yeah, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. years ago. And that's why she is so, you know, that's why she'll yell at you if you if you uh, lean back in your chair. Um and so, you know, but over the course of the year, we became to be friends. And and guess what? She became friends with my parents. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. In a weird way. Like one night, I, you know... Uh, it came home from I don't know what from. Ba- oh, that's oh! I hear no. hello, hello Baxter. Baxter, you oh, okay ladies and now? gentlemen, of uh, Opening Weekend. Baxter. That is
2: Jason's dog, it's my Baxter. dog Baxter. Baxter, Baxter I was I was assur- I was appearance. assured by my
0: wife that he he would lie quietly next no. to the oh. computer, cellar, but he wants to play. because just hearing now. the
2: name Posar and it's like <laughs> it's- <laughs>
0: yes. No. yes, yes. He was he had a squeaky toy. That's Baxter.
1: You might site. have to answer the time phone later. Baxter <laughs> that might happen we'll have to Get you on there Yeah so this teacher became and her Husband Mr. Posar, became friends with my Parents and they would like play Canasta together and stuff oh my like she'd Come over and another family as well They were friends with my um, The parents of friends of my sister so So it, for, for whatever reason you know, this was, th- this wound up being. Uh, uh, a friend. She wound up being a friend to me. And I was a good kid. I was the goody two shoes of the class. You know, no surprise there. I was like, yes, Mrs. Pozar, I'll do whatever you say. Well, you didn't lean yeah. back in your chair. I absolutely do not want to <laughs> incur your wrath or your ire. I will do anything. And, you know, that was how I sort of ingratiated myself.
0: You wrote in blood so you wouldn't break any pencils. <laughs> exactly. You're like, this
2: is the way. Yeah, to
1: exactly. close our's hard.
2: Break any pencils yes. or oaths
3: to Satan. <laughs> it's
1: All written in ah. blood. So she she was uh, she was the stern, mean first grade teacher of Kennedy Park uh, School. But uh, yeah, but you we, were in maybe, with her. I got in. Uh, yeah, you I got totally in. got in. You were a made man. Yeah, I, that's exactly <laughs> right. I wound up being a made man, and 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 she, you know, and her, it, it was all an act. Is the thing underneath she was very sweet but no one the children never saw that because she was like this is how i run my classroom and you don't she she absolutely was playing that part she Mm. was very sweet underneath i remember the day i told her that my mom and dad were getting married You know, I remember the day I Uh I told her that you know, oh mom, you know, mom is engaged. Her face lit up, and she had a big smile. She was like, "Oh, Danny, that's wonderful!" You know, and I was like, "Who the hell is this person?" You know, who is this person? So, so it was, it was, uh, it was great. But uh, yeah, don't lean back in your chair. Don't drop your pencil. Um, You know, I did fart in class once, and she was like, "Go to the restroom." I remember that.
2: There will be no sharting in this classroom,
1: Daniel go to the restroom. <laughs> I and I was like, oh my God, just check
2: for Brown and make sure your drawers are clean. <laughs> Posar say <it's> so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well were uh, you doing, So third grade. I was in for third you.
0: grade and you're, you're talking about Mrs. Posar and that reminds yeah. me, you know, teachers used to, my teach my third grade teacher was great. His name is Mr. Cancroft. He was, uh, He was german or of german descent he had like a very light german accent he was a very sweet man it's the first male teacher i had ever had you know first male school teacher i had his face was intact it was not
1: melted off in any way no yes no he was not
0: as far as i know he if 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 he had been a nazi he certainly (laughs) did not incur any supernatural (laughs) injuries as a result of getting too close to an arc did um, he ever
2: ask you if it was safe <laughs> at any point he was, when you were doing like math problems? He was he say, a lovely,
0: lovely man. But there was a, a there was a substitute teacher who came in. He was very ill for a stretch in the in, oh. in part of the school year. And he ended up he ended up being OK and he came back. And then my sister had him a year later for third grade or a couple of years later for third grade. But uh, so he was fine. But while he was gone, uh, there was a there was a a substitute teacher who literally her form of discipline was she taped a kid to a chair. she duct taped <gasps> a student what? to a chair. Uh-huh. And it was, Wait, the, was that
2: John Forsyth, uh, my, <gasps> was all
0: about, but, but my real story about that. I, I only brought that up because of the, the, you know, the, the things, the things people got away with in the seventies, but, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, But my biggest third grade memory, and it might've been a little later in the school year, but I'll, I'll mention it now because who knows if we'll, you know, we don't get to back to these years very often on -hmm. the podcast, but, um, Mr. Cancroft for, for like a class party, uh, and it might've been, you know, before one of the holiday breaks or something, um, he, you know, we had a little party and, and it was like joke time. Like part of the, part of the party was. People are sitting at their desks eating their cupcakes and stuff, uh, and and everybody would come up and it's like, you have a joke? Come on up and tell a joke. Oh God! And so people oh no. were, te- were telling jokes, and I was already at this point. I was really into stand up comedy, and had been, <laughs> and I had been listening to all the old Bill Cosby albums, but Great. also the old Pat Cooper. Album. Yes, all album? these yes, yeah, Italian co- American comedians yes. and stuff like that. Knitting
1: needle here. Beauty mark yeah, here. Yeah. Gold tooth here. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. That album, yeah. whatever that yeah. was. That, he's uh, on a, a, he's in the he's sandwich. sandwich. He's in yeah. a low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Dan, right. exactly. I, I don't know if it's called Italian American hero or an American hero. And he's Something lying like on that. the sandwich yeah. bread. And, yep. Uh, but we had a lot of these comedy albums. My mom <laughs> did. And I would listen to him, and you know, obviously the Cosby ones really stuck with me, but so did Pat Coop, because I would hear—I didn't understand anything he was saying, but the audience was going nuts, and it's all this ethnic humor, yeah, but and and mostly at the expense of Italians like himself. But then he had Jewish jokes, Polish (laughs) jokes, all Mm -hmm. the so these kids are going up and they're saying stuff like, you know, what's um. What's yellow and uh, wears a mask and says uh, Hi, yo Silver, the Lone Banana"? And it's like this not even a fucking joke. <laughs> it's not even a joke. <laughs> don't, I, I don't even know what you're saying. So the uh, kids are going up and they're telling these stupid fucking knock knock jokes, and I'm like, Hacks. I am gonna slay. I was, I was like, really? I was like, ready? I was like, this I was like, is easy. I was like, I've got, I've got some deep cuts off of this album. <laughs> All right. so, so I go up and kid. You know, everybody tells a joke, they laugh, clap. I'm like. This is going to be amazing, and I was also watching a lot of All in the Family at this time. So to me, oh, ethnic hu- ethnic <laughs> humor was ma yes, chef's kiss. Right. It was the yeah. it was the height of it was it was the most evolved form of humor was making <laughs> fun of other.
1: <laughs> well, it's it too, you know. It's Rickles all is all it's over the, the place at this It's the comedy time. of
0: the time. It's the adult yes. comedy of the time. Yeah. So one question. <laughs> so I went up there and I can't remember the jokes exactly, but the first one I told was some sort of polish joke, it some sort of yes. polish joke. <laughs> yes. and it and it just and it just like nothing like you know cricket like one cough at the back of the room and i'm like,
1: I'm like so you doubled down and we're well, like well i did oh, but I, but,
0: it, but it was like
3: <laughs> let me well, go, go to my like, italian well, no, no, no,
0: no i did i did a, a polish joke and i probably did it and again because it's like, it's like a bit, it's like a set, it's not a joke, you know, not set up punchline. It's right? like, it's just, you know, the thing about these, uh, you know, and then, and then you start going into it. I can't, and I don't remember what the first oh, one God. was, but I remember I'm laying out the setup and I'm doing the little voice and stuff. <laughs> it's like Pat Cooper, <laughs> oh. and nothing, no reaction. And then Mr. Cancroft very kindly comes over and he's like. He's like, all right, Jason. All right, that's enough. That's enough. And and (laughs) he sits me down. He sits me down. He
2: canceled you. Wow, you got
0: canceled. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this is bullshit. Because (gasps) every one of these kids has made a a Polish joke on the bus. I don't know. What what are they acting like now? Like, uh, oh, we've never heard such a thing before. uh, Oh, that's. Which uh, is so funny
2: because at that time, I remember people would always tell Polish jokes and I didn't understand. I'm like, I don't even know what a Polak is. (laughs) Right?
1: What's up with what's wrong Uh, with the Polish uh, people? The Polak jokes were taught to me by my own aunts and uncles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, uh-huh. were, who were either who were Eastern European. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were they like, were, they a bunch of dumb jokes. jokes. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. They
3: were. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm
1: kidding. So Screen then, door on a submarine, you know, things yeah. like that, you know, all, those jokes. Like, yeah, all, those, all jokes. those
0: jokes. But then, all right. So then more kids going up and they're telling more dumb fucking shit, like <laughs> uh, jokes about feathers and bowling balls. And I don't know what they're <laughs> t- like stupid fucking nonsense. Nothing, nothing. They got Nothing. And people are laughing. I'm like, "All right, maybe I just didn't. Maybe I just. Maybe I gotta. I. I, I have to do a longer. You know, I have to go into more of a longer story. set. So I. Did. So I'm like, I have another one, and Mr. Pencroft oh, no. is like, "Are you sure? And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs>
3: this better be there.
1: about the lone banana, is what he's saying
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. Well, um, there weren't many Polish kids in my class, but there were. A, a lot of Jewish kids, oh, I Jesus. tell this Jewish joke, Literally. I go and I tell this joke. <laughs> and I don't, again, what I remember is something about, I didn't understand it, which is part of the problem. I was just <laughs> mimicking what was off the album. But There's something on the album about like...
4: Not are Jewish people, big hearts, because anyone today who wants to become Jewish, the Jewish people say, come on, baby, come on, come on, come on.
2: <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, she went... <laughs> Sammy Davis, Jr., he followed All my life, I live in an Italian neighborhood, you can't do it no more.
4: My kid says you gotta mingle with other people.
2: I moved out of my
4: mother's house rent-free. I moved to a Jewish neighborhood.
2: My son plays with a seven-year-old Jewish boy. This is good. This is healthy, one problem. Two weeks ago, the kissed it to me, Papa, I want to be bar mitzvahed. <laughs> I says, Gavon, you got to be confined. Why the teacher was like, but Mr. O'Connell, those jokes, they... They crashed like meteors. Oh. To Earth. It's not that they were offensive. They were just PU. They just bombed
0: All right. like All right, Hercules
2: landing in New York City and destroying everything.
0: You don't want me to delve too far into your past. You know, I could dig up some good <laughs> German jokes.
2: I know well, You you, you don't have medical issues You went to Argentina oh, wonder why no. oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, Interesting To perform some medical issues All right And then he married Mel Brooks Oh wait that's Ann Bancroft Not Cancroft Oh boy Anything you
0: can croft All right <laughs> What are we talking about here Meteor
1: That meteor is five miles wide And it's
4: definitely gonna hit us I'm going to part in a million pieces!
3: Your government, in collaboration with the best scientific brains at its disposal, developed the project to deal with this emergency. Anything go wrong? Once the rockets have been launched, they switch over to
0: their
1: own internal decision-making systems. And if these systems perform perfectly, well, then there's no problem. But if there's a malfunction, What are the odds? Your guess is as good
0: as mine. All right, I found this synopsis online, (laughs) and I'm going to read it verbatim because one little part of it really made me laugh, and I didn't want to alter it. In this disaster movie, Americans and Soviets must put aside their differences to save civilization from a huge meteor bearing down on the planet. Paul Bradley, played by Sean Connery, enlists the expertise of fellow scientist Alexei Dubov... Played by Brian Keefe, who is joined by his beautiful assistant Tatiana Donskaya, played by Natalie Wood. Although Paul and Tatiana are attracted to each other, they wisely focus on taking out the meteor. <laughs> uh, it was a wise decision in the end.
3: <laughs> I, think they made
0: the, like, I
2: think they made yeah, the right decision. They
0: wisely. <laughs> They wisely <laughs> focus on not fucking long enough <laughs> to, to destroy a meteor
2: have
3: to refocus that uh, let's just fo-
0: let's focus up people. <laughs> 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 And then it also says, they wisely focus on taking out the meteor, comma, which may still cause massive destruction, <laughs> even if it is partially damaged. <laughs> like, it's a used meteor. What? It's like
1: That's not even part of the plot, though.
2: The well, meteor not, you sold me was a lemon. <laughs> it's, just like, it's literally <laughs> saying, like, <laughs> even <laughs> if
0: they, like, even if they break <laughs> off a chunk of the meteor, it still could do bad stuff. And it does. Spoiler. It does some pretty bad stuff. tough tough. Um, okay. Also featuring hysterically earnest turns by Martin Landau and Carl Malden. <laughs> Meteor was Armageddon bad reviews from critics oh. and failed to make a deep impact on audiences, oh, oh, oh. earning just $2.2 <laughs> $2. million over its opening weekend en route to just $8.4 million worldwide, recouping only half of the film's budget. Mm. Red and Dan... What do you guys think of
2: Meteor? Well, I'm glad that you brought up those other two movies because yeah. I have, I have like a Meteor destroying the world fetish. Mm. I think is the only way to what? describe it. It's the only way I can get off. If I imagine a Meteor... <laughs> No.
0: Yeah, come
2: on. Um, uh, tell us. No, I can't. I can't finish if I don't. Like I have to picture the world being destroyed <laughs> by, specifically no, by true, a no. meteor. By a meteor, yeah, wow. not an or asteroid an orb of some kind. Not by dinosaurs or aliens. It's got to be a, myth- oh. a meteor coming in strong, coming in strong. Oh.
1: That's fine. Oh, wow. Um, uh, you'd think a volcano movie would do it because of the <laughs> eruption. Well, and Pierce Brosnan you know. Well, right. Wasn't yeah. he in, uh, he was in face. Yeah. yeah, No, he, no, was, he was in, in Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak
3: right? right. Oh, oh yeah, he sorry. was in
1: Dante's Peak. And did he sing SOS again?
3: Exploding <laughs> <laughs> <it's> volcanoes, exploding <laughs> SOS.
2: Thank you. Good night.
0: Oh, this is, you've gotten no. all your money's worth. I know we've been gone a few weeks, but this is, it's, it's all here, people. Oh That's
2: God. right here. Tommy right Lee here. Jones, he looks like he got hit by spewing lava it. from a volcano. He looks like a meteor. Well,
3: like, I think I see
0: God. Tommy Lee Jones's face oh. in
2: that craggy rock. Oh, oh one face. You've done
3: it
1: again. Oh, wow. Coming for you, Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> I can't abide the buffoonery of this volcano. <laughs> no, I don't have a, it's not. Sanction a, the uh, buffoonery. I'm sorry. Sanction. That's okay. It right.
0: The funny thing nope. is we keep bringing that quote up, but I cut it from that episode when we first really? talked about it. Did yeah, you? It never gets mentioned in that first <laughs> episode.
2: Let's
4: mention it now.
2: We talk about quick.
1: it all the time. Well, I you can it. go online and see the late great uh, 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 Norm Macdonald talk to Jim Carrey about that, uh, oh, that really? about that incident. Oh. Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, because oh, the I Norm Macdonald show, he had Jim Carrey on, and he they talk about that oh, cool. incident. It's great. He
3: couldn't... <laughs> he couldn't
4: <laughs> sanction my computer. What movie is this? And that's when we did Batman. Yeah. Wait, you're the star, though. I was the star, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That was the problem.
4: <laughs> my theory on that would be that he's a uh, famous guy. Mm-hmm. He used to be the center of attention. You walk into a room, he's not the center of well, attention.
1: Well, he might have been uncomfortable doing that work, too. That's not really his style of stuff. You well, know what he's I mean? like, he's he's like, no he country He cashed, check. He like, cashed the check, man. That's right. Playing that's
2: playing right. Harvey Dent. That's right. He was playing Harvey Dent. That's right. I just, guessed. No, you were a great man. guess. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. Nice job. It was <laughs> <Here's laughs> a cookie. <laughs>
3: anyway.
2: No, I've always had a great fear and fascination with, with disaster movies in general. I think I talked yes. about this maybe when we, when we discussed independence day, mm-hmm. but, but specifically that as a matter of fact, before the shutdown, I did, me and uh, my friend Ben Jeffrey, who plays Pumbaa in The Lion King with me, we did a thing, um, I can't remember, for, for Broadway.com or for something, where it was like, how well do you know your castmate? And we would, you know, it was like the the match game or something where, mm. you know, they would ask us a question and we'd write down what we think their answer would be. And the question was, what is their greatest fear?
1: And I wrote down it wasn't Fred gets off on movies about
3: blank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> May as well have been. And Ben said, well, "I don't know, female breasts." Nope, meteors. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was. So that was my greatest fear. That I, I don't know if I said a meteor or a uh, an asteroid, but a meteor hitting the earth and he howled with laughter. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's crazy. (laughs) But it's always been this weird fear of mine because it's so. Like, it's such an existential threat. Like, it's something that, like, you just can't do anything about. They're out there. We don't know what's up in space. And, Jason, I remember this also brought me back. You and I, we were working at Ballet Tech, which Mm -hmm. was the job that we've – I think we've spoken about where our job was basically just to sit around and make sure that, like – you know, 10-year-old uh, dancers oh. didn't, you know, throw their jock straps or, or, or dance belts at each other. So you every know, day like, you wished for the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember there was something, I think you had like the New York Post and on the cover oh, wow. it, it was like, you know, scientists uh, you know, see a, 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 an asteroid that's on its way <laughs> and and then like the next day it was like, no, 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 we're fine, we're fine. It, it, and I remember you were saying, you're like, uh, well, yeah, well, of course they're going to say we're fine because no. if they don't, then it's going be fucking mass chaos.
0: I still think it is because they did. They said they said they said a giant asteroid on a thirty-year trajectory to oh hit Earth. Oh my god! How many and years ago was Bally Tech? That was 97 98 Oh fuck! So oh, 7, I, and it was 17.
2: like we better get this episode oh. out soon. No, but it's true. But it's true. They
0: and they put that on the front page. Like you want know a scientist say there's a, this much chance that it could hit her. And then the next day they were like, "Oh, scientists said they were wrong. It'll miss us by however many miles." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" Yeah, I'm still to this day. I'm like, at some point, they're going to do all this shit. They're going to be like sending rockets and they're going to they've got people strategizing. They got people working on creating a new black hole. Believe me, they got people in a room somewhere (laughs) like in this dingy room that I'm in right now. They got people (laughs) working on. What are we going to do? We're running out of years to get rid of this meteor. I hope they're not
2: spending all their time flirting because they really need
1: to make the wise decision here.
0: They really do. They wisely need to decide to focus on the media.
1: If if this podcast is still going in 2027, we'll do a, a meteor movie retrospective. So yeah. that we know what to do when the meteor hits <laughs> exactly. and what not to do and who not to flirt with. And so that Fred can get off on it before we all die. But and would, all society
0: that. would crumble if you knew the meteor was coming, you know, if it was like right. it's actually on, on. So you have to just it's better to keep that to themselves. We don't need so. to know that we can just be doing podcasts and, you know, yeah, just, going on our merry way. Exactly. So. exactly.
2: Should we Sheila up?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, anyway Oh no, the media no. Oh, So Sean
2: Connery, why did you die? Don't we need you Don't want to close your
1: eyes
0: Want to
2: fall asleep <laughs> And I don't want to miss a thing That's Now Sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will get to Meteor But I will say that I saw both Deep Impact and Armageddon in the theater. Me too. Uh, and I loved them, and they were very. I think we might have seen them together, actually. At I least think we Deep saw Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah, is Deep Impact good? I I really liked it. It's a I've different type it. of I think
0: movie. That's the better one. Yeah, I uh, think that's yeah. that's the more that's the more sober and realistic of the two. But Armageddon is it? is is,
2: yeah. is really fun. I watched that recently with Izzy, and it's like that's a great action movie. But again, yeah. and I think now watching this. I thought, oh, Armageddon, they modeled most of that movie after Meteor. And a lot of the way, a lot of the mm-hmm. shots, the way they approach the Meteor coming. Like, it's, you know, they make. The meteor and Armageddon, and, and in this, like, it's a villain. Like, there are shots of it coming, and they set it up like this is the villain coming. Yeah,
0: it's like Jaws. They give it a name, right? Orpheus, and it's like Orpheus is coming. It's like
1: personalizing many long it. takes of the same shot <sighs> as it's approaching.
4: This was this. Whoa. I went through
2: different emotions with this movie, and I was <laughs> I was very surprised all the way through because first of all, I was like Edmund North. Wrote it. And I was like, why don't I... I I sort of know that name. I'm like, oh, he wrote... He won an Oscar for Patton. Oh, my God. He wrote the screenplay for Patton. What? Then it was Samuel Z. Arkoff, who's the producer. I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. isn't he the guy... Like, he did all, like, the schlock Schlock, movies? yeah. 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 So I was thinking, what what type of movie are we in for? For the first, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, I was really pleasantly surprised. I was... Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, OK, so I'm, I'm knowing, OK, this is going to be a disaster movie with a cast of a thousand stars. I mean, just from the credits and everything. <laughs> but I thought I, I was sort of into it. I thought the writing was good. Uh, I, I thought and this sort of had nothing. It, it never came to fruition. But when they they first bring in Sean Connery with the, the boat race in the beginning, they're like, you know, what would you have done? And he was like, I would have rammed you. And, gone, and then the guy was like, and gone straight to the bottom, sir. And I was like, ooh, that's cool foreshadowing. Like, what's going to, you know, they were talking
1: about like what Sean Connery would. Cause <laughs> of when his, they his first, relationship with Natalie Wood or of the. No, 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 no. no.
3: Oh, God. No, no when, when you oh, first. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry,
0: oh, but it was no, right there. Oh, no. It
3: was right there. It was like there, just, like a meteor. You son of a bitch.
2: You know, they talk about. They have this this weapon, Hercules, mm. that was supposed to be, you know, it was supposed to protect us against all these existential threats, but mm-hmm. it turns into a weapon against humans. So I'm thinking, oh, this is, you know, this is a a big, you know, political statement the and about the, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. about the hypocrisy right. of all this and like those that crazy line where someone in the bar said, oh, it's a sad state. We have to depend on the BBC to supply us with facts.
1: Isn't that, that like, right. crazy? Isn't that crazy?
2: You know, and everyone in the bar, they're talking about this possible destruction of the earth and everyone's more interested in football. And I'm thinking, wow, this is sort of sharp satire. I was impressed mm. that yeah. they used Russian, they used subtitles with the Russians rather than bad Russian accents until Natalie Wood showed up. Um, <laughs> but I just Brian, have to say, Keith, Brian Keith, holy shit, He's fucking great.
1: He's terrific. He's the best thing in the He's movie. He's the best
0: thing in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian yes. Keith is fantastic. Funny. He's masterful with the Russian. He's a great character.
2: So I was enjoying this movie yeah. until the 30 minutes Of shots of just showing the missiles turning. Yes. Oh,
1: my God. I could
2: not believe it. I was, it was crazy. No, okay, so here's where, okay, so there were different stages of this movie. Yes, there definitely were. And all in all, (laughs) I think I did like most of it. I was never like, this is terrible. But (laughs) I really, I was very surprised. Then suddenly we get a musical theater scene when Natalie Wood shows up, when the translation scene yeah, Remember yeah. When yeah. The translating? yeah you, they do a bit. It's a bit. It was a I was like, this is straight out of like Wonderful Town or something. <laughs> it was it was very <laughs> funny, but I'm like, what is going on? On it was it was like suddenly wacky hijinks, yeah, very funny, very sharp. Yeah, uh, her accent was ridiculous. I don't even know what it was. Then well, when she was
1: speaking Russian, she did a good as
2: good she a job was as, fine. as Brian Keith. She was great. Then you get twenty interminable minutes of just watching <laughs> missiles turn. turn. Yeah, and it's they're amazing. watching them turn, and they turn. <laughs> And they turn some more. Listen, guys. No, 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 I'm not done yet. Oh, yes. And they turn.
1: Right. (laughs) Then what happens? They turn. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Then there's the weird, yeah, hitting scene. You know, where Sean Connery is hitting on Natalie Wood. That's completely (laughs) unnecessary.
3: You think it's good to slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. I I think think it's bad.
2: bad.
0: I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits
1: it. I can't speak. And then, although that salad bar looked great, that salad (laughs) salad bar took me right back to like Ground Round. It took me right back to like Charlie Brown's. I was like, "Ooh, they have a salad bar in the underground (laughs) layer." That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, it looked no. gr- really looked very appetizing. It was very Austin Powers, like the commissary, yes, at Doctor totally. Evil's like underground lair yeah. or something. Yeah, it was somewhere between Oscar pa- Austin Powers and the the lair in uh, Barry Boswick. Uh, Maybe, Meg- yeah, yes, 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 and that. Good God!
2: But then everything gets destroyed. And then you're like, oh, no, fuck. This is a real disaster. They're just fucking wiping out everything. Yeah. Holy shit. And that was and shocking. That was yeah, shocking that was when shocking. that shit started. I was yeah. like, oh,
4: good God. So I'm like, well, they, you
2: know, they delivered on the promise. Good for you,
1: you know, Samuel Arkoff. And, and that happened, and I paused it at that moment, and it was at the exact one-hour mark. This thing becomes <sighs> Towering Inferno, Poseidon Adventure, whatever. And you don't really see it coming because of all that other shit you talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Movies in this era- This movie, Star Trek, the motion picture, a couple of others. Yes. Decide to take their cues from. 2001 A Space Odyssey instead of Star Wars yes. and as far huh. as pacing as far as timing as far as you know just drawn out shit because they go That's huh, interesting. do people like things flying around through space and laser blasting no this is a more adult movie Star Wars was for kids the adults like stuff floating and turning and <laughs> slowly moving because adults are slow which is why and I they-
2: love the opening credit sequence of for your eyes only (laughs) sheena easton singing and a half-naked woman just floating
1: only only for
0: you but i will but that's exactly what i thought dan i thought star trek the motion picture i was like that i was like it both 1979 i was like this is the era like you said you can make a choice it's like you have to make that choice if
1: you do in sci-fi and it's this
0: weird fetishistic what tech heck? foot, You know this footage Of like Slowly yeah. watching These rockets turn And I was like This is madness And then it became <laughs> It was absurd It, it was like some, it, And I just was laughing I was like I was hoping It would go on Longer then And so I was like Please Please take longer To <laughs> yeah. turn Please let yeah. the next 40 minutes
1: Just be this Just be that <laughs> oh, Like man. the open shot Of space balls, Which harkens To the open shot Of Star Wars Which is why Star Wars One of the many Million reasons Star Wars is great Is it starts with that Of like oh this is going to be like 2001 and then boom action automatically Mm -hmm. right right off the bat and and you know this movie takes its cues and then, yeah, the one hour mark, it becomes Towering Inferno and shit starts to, you know, really get destroyed. And and I was like, oh, this is good. I, I was like, I was with you, Fred. I was like, these early scenes are well written. They're well acted. Yeah. Brian Keith's amazing. Carl Malden, I'll watch Eat Crackers. I don't care. He's a little over the top in this, yeah. but, I, I I, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't fine. care. He's, I'll he's watch fun him to watch. Do, oh, I'll watch him do anything. Carl Malden gets short shrift because he died on the same day as who or in the same week as who. I don't know. John Lennon? I don't know. I'm just, named, I'm just guessing. You're on, on the right own. track. Guy named Michael Jackson. And all of the uh, oh press, my god, you're right! All of the press was Michael Jackson died. Michael Jackson died. Yeah. Michael Jackson died. Oh, yes. And also, by the way, uh, Are Carl you Malden. surprised, Dad? <laughs> I'm not surprised, but it's, is there any justice? Is there no justice? Did you, I can't, can't remember who. It Did you ever was. see Carl Malden moonwalk? It was masterful. <laughs> he does it in Pollyanna, right in the middle of Pollyanna. <laughs> he, he, he plays the, the crazy priest. He moonwalks. It was his the is He just drops his pants down halfway <laughs> on the moon. His bare ass. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just uh, he just shuffles to the bathroom and says, "Anyone,
2: uh, 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 anyone, help uh, me!" Uh, um, Sean Connery doesn't matter if it's black or white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've uh, got to uh, get that asteroid. I'm looking at the man in the mirror.
0: Sean <laughs> you didn't he, he didn't need him in this at all. He does no. nothing. He
1: really doesn't <laughs> he, uh, accomplish anything. But that's what
2: I'm saying by that opening line. I thought, ooh, that's foreshadowing, that's that's telling us who he is, yeah. how he's gonna react, what he's gonna and you're absolutely right. What did he do? <laughs>
1: he still he do? has a ponytail. He still has his ponytail from Zardoz. He, yes. he let him keep that. That's a good sci-fi movie. If you have ever seen Zardoz,
2: I thought
0: it was going to be more sci-fi. I, I, I think I was confusing this when we chose the movies. I was like, With oh, Outlander. yeah, that's what I thought it was yeah. going to be like. Outland. I, th- I was like, Oh, oh he's in space. Yeah, he's oh, a, an astronaut, yes. or he's a, a cop in space, or a cowboy in space, or some shit. I, and I, I never saw that movie, but I just remember it was. I, of I know this how you era. remember it.
2: You remember it from the same way I remember it. What? I'm sure from the Mad <laughs> Magazine parody. Mad, Mad
0: yep. Magazine. Oh, fantastic! Was it in the same issue as Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's in. It's a something like that. It's in one of those yeah. like where I bought it for another reason and then exactly. It was the parody. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That's so I was awesome. expecting that. I was expecting him to be he, it, that he and Natalie Wood were going to be on a like Armageddon on a mm-hmm. spaceship going to destroy the meteors. That's something. what I figured. Where he's I, yeah. like yeah. that line was like I would
2: have. I would have rammed you, you know, you would have gone to the bottom. I'm like, oh shit, he's going to be getting on a spaceship. you right,
0: <laughs> You can can't only think, think of, of Natalie it. Wood. Can't All right, not sorry. Think of it.
1: Yeah, you think, you, because it's so Armageddon y and you so. When did Def Leppard's Armageddon It come out? That's why I want to ask you, Fred.
4: And do <laughs> not have anything
2: like to do 89. with
4: this movie? I think that was oh,
2: 87? Much, much. much that later. was hysteria. That was the big, uh, everyone was excited oh, okay. after Pyromania. And What is the point of that song? Uh, no one knows we have to, to ask Sean day. Connery for that. You
3: think it's good to
0: slap a woman? No, I don't think it's good. I, I don't think, think it's bad. Must, I don't think it's that bad. I think But it depends entirely on and the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at it, they can't leave it alone. Uh, they don't they want to have the the last word, and you give them the last last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again, and and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely
3: right. I can't speak.
0: I like the scene of Natalie Wood getting dressed next to a. a series of russian nesting dolls to show us that she's a russian who, who travels with her with her iconography to show i was like are you fucking kidding me we got they, they were like they were like ah uh. If she's not speaking actual Russian, there's no way to tell where she's from because of that accent. So let's oh, just, God. let's give her some borscht to eat. S- <laughs> I
1: yeah, I thought it was weird that Brian Keith came in with a hammer and a sickle at one point <laughs> and then crossed and them like, together. He's like, Natalie, hold these. Hold these, Natalie Wood, and stand and then next to And when he was dolls. looking
2: at the meteor, and he's like, I must break you.
1: It's <laughs> very strange. I, I, mean, I
0: gotta strange. mention Martin Landau, who
2: is oh, so... the best. Oh. Not one promise of calamity is come true i was like that's the greatest line in the movie uh, and the way yes, he yelled it at the top yes. of his
1: lungs spit flying everywhere he literally says the line i shall return or something like
0: that <laughs> yes, i loved it him. Was, uh, I was like in another movie if this was like uh roland so emmerich stupid. or, or, right. or the, the assholes who made con air or something literally he's <laughs> such
2: a from the assholes who made con air <laughs> he's
0: such a cartoon villain in that moment i was like I would in a in a different movie, a meteor would come through the window and hit him personally. Like he would be the one casualty of a meteor right in the face. They'd be like it was much smaller than we expected, but it tragically took out yelling Martin Landau.
2: He was my favorite in the movie. I really liked him. I was like, good for you, Martin Landau. Fucking Brian go for was it. my
0: favorite in the movie, but I, I yes, I like Martin. I mean, Martin Landau is great, but he was so, I was like, wow, he is not afraid to go big
1: no. in this movie. The, the meteor would crash through, kill only Martin Landau, and then Carl Malden would turn to Martin Landau's dead, scorching, <laughs> smoking body no. and say, don't leave home without it. <laughs> and then we go on to the next scene.
2: I'm just looking at a note that I wrote. That just says, Jesus, half the movie is shots of slow-moving giant white dick missiles. Yes.
0: (sighs) Oh, my God. Yes. Correct.
2: But then, right after that, I wrote, The Twin Towers. Oof because that was... Oh, oh Fred! My oh my God,
3: My yes. last <gasps> note is, oh my
0: fucking God, the meteor hits the World Trade Center. That's the yes. last thing I wrote. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, that's it. I mean, it takes out the the top of the oh, two yeah. towers. I was like, Jesus Christ. Can you believe
1: that shot? Unbelievable. I And I was 30 like,
0: Rock, right? What? They show 30 Rockefeller Plaza, and that gets hit. Half of New York City is gone. I was shocked that it took out yeah. that much of New York City. I was like, holy yeah. shit.
4: Well, in that, that sense, was it was
0: like
2: Deep Impact, because in Deep Impact, and spoiler, the the fucking thing hits, or most of it hits, and yeah, oh a, New York is taken out by a tidal wave, and it's horrifying. <laughs> you know, like, holy shit!
3: This is this what really I doing thought. This. Was,
0: here, in 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 other things, I thought this movie was going to do that it didn't. I they're showing all those shots of the rocket slowly, slowly turning, and then and then the rocket's launching, and you're watching the rockets go for a long, long time. Oh, right, you're just staring, at, and I <sighs> I was like, if the meteor hits the rockets and takes them out, I will scream. I was, like, wait, I was like, that's what it felt like it was setting it up to be. Is that like, they're trying to hit the meteor, but the meteor will come from a different angle and take out all the rockets. That's oh, what I was hoping
1: for. That um, would been great. How dumb are those three, four astronauts at the beginning? Idiots. Yeah. They're such idiots. They just go, oh, the big rock coming. What should we do? I don't know what do you want to do. What is it? It's a big rock. Where is it? It's right out the window. What do you want to do about it? I don't know. What do you think we should do about it? Let's call dad. Dad is the guy. That guy's in every schlock movie. The father. I recommend that. Every, every schlock oh, yeah.
0: movie, every soap what, opera, every Yeah, TV what series. should
1: we do? Uh, get out of there, son. What do you mean get out of there? Kablooey. They're all dead. Like, they're the dumbest. <laughs> Get the hell out of there! If you want to see a great Carl Malden performance, Uh, see the (laughs) movie. See the movie Baby Doll. He's wonderful in. uh, He's wonderful. Anything with fucking babies, you and babies. I love babies. Jacob Joseph is in it. He plays the doll. (laughs) Look, when you
0: start realizing that that in in the next four to five years, a meteor is probably going to hit. us. You start saying, "What am I going to? Am I really going to go back and?" (laughs) <laughs> review the filmography of Carl Malden probably yes. not yes you are ah. i am what was his big tv series didn't he have a big streets of streets san, of san francisco, francisco, francisco with michael
1: with, douglas with michael douglas yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't
2: he have um what is it
1: Kolchak the something or was that the Martin Col- Balsam? That's Martin Balsam Kolchak the Night Stalker it's which Night- is oh, sort the of the Night precursor
0: Stalker. to X-Files And that's Darren McGavin was on Wait,
1: that it Wait is it Martin Balsam everywhere. or Darren McGavin? No it's Darren McGavin it's not it's not Martin Balsam it's Darren McGavin you're exactly Insert- right you're
3: old
0: But I never watched any of these things. I just, you know what I mean. We just remember like commercials, or maybe our parents watched them. But I I really don't remember ever
1: watching. I'll never forget "Don't Leave Home Without It," and Carl Malden being the. Wasn't he American Express? It was American Express, and 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 um, didn't he run the Oscars for a while? Didn't he run the Academy? (gasps) Oh, right, he did. (gasps) Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's an icon. Um, No, absolutely. I love Carl Malden. and and of course he's wonderful in Streetcar. But uh, Baby yeah. Doll was Tennessee Williams' only screenplay that wasn't first a play. He oh. wrote it for the screen. And it's a wonderful uh, uh, movie. Um, uh, speaking of Star Trek, <laughs> did you notice were who we? played? Did you notice? <laughs> we mentioned who Star played, Trek. Were we? Did we? Should we? We did. Did, were, did you notice who played Sean Connery's ex-wife in the film? She was, oh, was good, it, but uh, who was that? Was it BB BB, uh, BB Besh, Besh from, Star 2? from Star Trek II? He's from Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Oh, who says, Kirk's wife. That guy is your yeah. son. Yes, Kirk's ex-girlfriend, who they have the son with, who uh whose son right. is played by Merritt Buttrick, who's in Square Pegs with Jamie Gertz, <gasps> who we
2: who's talked your, about on the oh crossroads episode, who is my cousin, and it wow. all brings us back to Injustice for True. All.
0: Wait, let's give what? these Sheilas first
2: I think I'm living in, in the world of six Sheilas for this
0: That's exactly where I'm at,
1: six Sheilas Boom. Exactly. I'm going to go a little higher, I'm going to go seven Because I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going I thought that them escaping from the subway was well done like, that was with all the water coming in. Yeah. And the, that and was all pretty the, good. That reminded
0: yeah. me of the, what's that? Poseidon One Daylight. Oh, yes. And Poseidon daylight. Adventure. Oh, Daylight.
2: I've never seen that. Poseidon Adventure. That. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, it's, I'm i glad that you mentioned that, Dan, because suddenly I'm like, oh, 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 now we're in the disaster move. Now they're just like going right. through, they're checking off the disaster. Now we're in Poseidon Adventure world. Yeah. Who's going to live? Yeah. Who's
1: going to die? You know, yeah. will Shelley Winters make it? She should have been in there as Brian Keith's Russian wife. <laughs> yes. And she swims through out. the mud yeah, yeah. swims through the subway <laughs> swims through the f train tunnel <laughs> i don't know what that means swimming through the f train tunnel, <laughs> tunnel. <with laughs> Shelley Shelley Winters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh good times i got two quick uh i don't know if they're mailbag things or not but just yeah. two things i want to bring up That's real famous. real quick uh oh well, well one i should say thank you uh for everyone who's listening for your patience and uh, I know our schedule yes. is sort of stretched out. Thank there's been you. Lots of various things going on, but it's we're been very nice. busy
0: and important people.
2: Exactly. Yes. Get a life, people. As no, but I've got, I got a lot of emails and lovely messages from people who were, um, you know, they, they, they like what we do. So thank you. Thank you and for that. Mean. And uh, there's, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get back on a somewhat regular schedule, but if not, yeah. suck it up. No, <laughs> we, we love doing it. Um, <laughs> speaking of people who listen to the show all the time, I need to bring this up Mm. uh, because I got a message from our old pal Damon and this, and and maybe we'll do it in another year, Uh but uh, he was, he was uh, slightly disappointed that because on, on, Hmm. that we weren't doing the movie releases for October 22nd, I don't know the year, I guess it was 20 years ago because (laughs) uh, one of the movies would have been bringing out the dead. Oh, by your yes. old pal Martin Scorsese, which Jason did not
0: like. By the I didn't down. see it, but I'd rather know. <coughs> I no. saw it. Well, Was it good? I know Damon's in it,
2: right? Uh, Damon is in it. Are yes, you kidding me? Yes, he me? appears. And not only is he in it, he's in it naked. <gasps> You're yes. hating
1: Kidding. And so me. the story
2: goes, he was working as a PA, possibly. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, Damon, but he was working as a PA and uh, they needed some people to play dead bodies, naked people, and Damon was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm sure there's more to the story than that. And so our our old pal, Damon, appears naked for a second in bringing out the dead, which would have been released on this date, uh, but... And
1: is is he he any good in the movie?
2: He looks fantastic naked.
3: Ah!
0: I have a letter, which I guess you must have gotten, too. Yay! This is from, uh, maybe you were going to bring this up, too. This is from a gentleman named Michael Zarzicki. He emailed us, and I I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Z-A-R-Z-I-C-K-I. That's my guess. Mm. Um, Dear Jason, Fred, and Dan... I just wanted the email in order to express my gratitude for the devotion the three of you have given to this podcast. Obviously, he emailed before we took a six-week <laughs> hiatus, <laughs> but, um, for the last 11 years, my wife and I have been following Jason's career with great enthusiasm. Isn't that what uh, Palpatine says at the end of <laughs> Phantom Menace? I'm <laughs> following your career with great enthusiasm, <laughs> um, <laughs> He says, starting with the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival and then following uh, yes. his performances in other venues. It's been a real mm-hmm. pleasure watching his theatrical roles over the years. And when opening weekend came about, I was excited to know that Jason's love of cinema extended to two of his closest friends. As I am around your ages, your show wholeheartedly reminds me of the conversations I had with my close friends in the 1980s and 90s regarding movies. Every episode is thoroughly interesting, especially coming from actors as opposed to regular critics and funny. It also inspired me to do the same with a friend of mine, as we both love to look back fondly at what the movies used to mean to us. Uh, I also wanted to express my gratitude to Fred Berman for this podcast introduced me to his world of audiobook reading. I am an Ah. avid audiobook reader and now try to read Fred Berman-related audiobooks as much as I can. Oh, my. From The Natural to Simon Rich's New Teeth, Fred's readings are exceptional. Oh. I even got my 12-year-old son to appreciate his talents in One of Us is Next by Karen McManus. Oh. As a high school English teacher, I also recommend Fred's audiobooks to my students, as listening to a book is almost as good as reading it. I can only hope in time that my path crosses Dan's in some way. While I have not seen uh, while I have seen episodes of Sequest, I cannot for certain recall his performance but i do thoroughly enjoy shakespeare and his apt skill and hand flatulence so here's hoping i can appreciate his skill at some point in the future thank you guys for a great podcast and while i know that all of you have separate endeavors and that the podcast is more a labor of love i hope it continues for a very long time there are people out here who appreciate it sincerely, Mike Zarzicki. Thank you so, How so much. How sweet
2: was
1: that? That's a beautiful email. Thank you very That's much. That's fantastic. Really sweet. First of all, Mr. Zarzicki, if that is your real name. <laughs> uh, I am on it's whatever Sartre episode. Sakai. <laughs> That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's what they doing. Samuel A. Zazekai. Presents <laughs> uh, paint drying. I <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> and then
0: ah.
2: the world blows up.
1: Under a bearskin skin so-and-so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Samuel's house.
0: There's are something. Oh, something, <laughs> that was it.
1: Want, Sorry, to well- see, want to see white phalluses turning? <laughs> <laughs> Go to Fred's house. <laughs> uh, I am on the episode of Sequest. First of all, how dare you not follow my career? I'm the only <laughs> one whose career he, he has not he- followed. He, I'm the only he one
0: He brought up the things you do Hand, fart, Shakespeare, and sequest He mentioned all of them
1: <laughs> I also happen to be an avid Crossword puzzle solver Nobody mentions I happen that. to be an avid crossword puzzle
0: starter Thank you
3: Thank I, you
0: I've ruined many a magazine On an airplane
1: uh, I am on the episode with the great Jonathan Banks. So if you yes. find that, I don't know the name of it, but if you find that one, I'm the guy uh, seated. It, I'm seated in it. Is it streaming? Is that, is somewhere. the show
0: streaming somewhere or?
1: Someplace. God, God, God only YouTube knows. probably has.
2: God only knows. It's worth seeking out. It's worth seeking out. Yeah. Although, again, I've mentioned it on the show. There's no experience like watching that episode like the one I had, which is walking through a Sam Goody and seeing your face on 30 television screens. That's amazing. Uh, But one more thing I wanted to mention. Yes. This is for my own, I I, I guess... my own self-gratification or something. So, last episode, we were talking about this bad movie I did called Directing Eddie. Yes. So, afterwards, I was, and you guys know this because I think I sent you the clips, I was searching on YouTube. I thought, oh, maybe I can find, maybe maybe there's the full movie, because I'm certainly not going to rent it. And I I think, I I, I have a copy, (laughs) but it's like on, you know, VHS. So, I thought, let me see if I can find some clips on YouTube to send to the guys to show them, you know, what I was talking about. There is indeed a full version version of redirecting Eddie Uh. on YouTube but it's been dubbed completely (laughs) in Hindi. In Hindi! I watched this thing from start to finish. I sent it to Nathaniel. It's all in Hindi. And I bring this up because we are a show of of many, and Jason has has brought in many masterful sound bites and sound clips to this show. They've become almost like characters. They've become friends (laughs) in a way. Mr. Cosby, and Mr. Wells, and Mr. Schwarzenegger and so many <laughs> other things, and so I'm saying this in off, the hopes girl. that yes, exactly, that maybe, so cool. possibly, yeah. I don't know, maybe something from the Hindi version, yes, of redirecting Eddie. <laughs> Wait, do you hear it in Hindi? And, and yes. here
0: it is.
4: It's your time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so oh, now the other God. thing I wanted to talk about was the time that I dressed up in leather. And uh, <laughs> <God>. had strange, <laughs> perversive meteor fetish sex with my young assistant, oh. and then Al Pacino burst in and said, "Over!" <laughs> God, I got nothing, guys. I got nothing. No, else.
0: that was uh, that was justice for none. Am I right? <laughs> <clears throat> but. On the flip uh, side, uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I remember when you went to when you when you and I would go to the video arcade and th- when things weren't working and you would say you're out of order, <laughs> Jesus. you're out of order, and then you'd go over <laughs> to the, you. you'd go over to the vending machine and put in <laughs> you'd lose twenty five cents in there and say you're out of order. <laughs> it's- this whole then arcade. they
0: condemn the place. <laughs> they, they, they put up boards and stuff. It says gone fishing.
3: <laughs> this
0: whole place is out of order. So you're
1: out of order, Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. <laughs> gone fishing.
0: <clears throat> and just ice for Al. No. And justice for all.
4: It's showtime. Al
0: Pacino is Arthur Kirkland, an idealistic and empathic defense attorney who cares deeply about his clients and makes sure to visit the aging grandfather who put him through law school every week. However, things aren't going well for Arthur. Two of his clients, neither of whom should be in prison, are becoming increasingly desperate, his partner, played by Jeffrey Tambor, is behaving bizarrely. He's begun an affair with an attorney on the bar's disciplinary committee, played by Christine Lottie. His favorite judge, played by Jack Warden, may have a death wish, whereas the judge he most dislikes, played by John Forsyth, demands that Arthur defend him when he's accused of a brutal assault on a young woman. Is There Any Way for Arthur to Expose Real Corruption and Find Justice for All? Ah. See what I did there? Also starring Craig T. Nelson, Sam Levine, Larry Brigman, and a blink-and-you'll-miss-him Joe Morton. Mm -hmm. And Justice for All, or Adjfa. As I like to call it. Jesus. <laughs> no, I just, I had, in my notes, I wrote, I was like, what the fuck is ad fat? Oh, that's a, And Justice for All. And Justice for All was a modest hit, taking in a total of $33.3 million at the box office. Fred and Dan, what did you think? Of Ant Justice for all.
1: Before I joined SAG and AEA, I was in AJFA for a little while, <laughs> for like half a year. Um, I love it. I, I th- I, am I crazy? Everything but the music holds up. The music <laughs> that is.
0: ludicrous Dave Grusen music. Am oh, I saying my his God. Name the right? music, you're absolutely
1: right. right. The music. Nuts
0: yeah it's insane ruins it ruins it doesn't insane. ruin
2: it because i agree with you
0: it doesn't because no, 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 no. it places it in its time very you know i mean it's you can you can accept time, it yeah. and be like well it's nuts but that's yeah. 1979 right
3: i went to day school i went to night school too. they gave me your diploma sure anymore
4: there's something funny going on uh-huh. it's,
2: yeah. it's almost like a tv show it's like i it's like a bad barney miller tv show <laughs> that's it's, exactly yes, the right. music that's you know exactly and you're just right. like why because yes i don't want to cut yes. you off dan i, no, I no, really no.
4: enjoyed it too so
1: Continue. No, no, it, you're exactly right. And it's, it's, it's like bad TV show music. And you go, but yeah. it's made for television just based on the music? Yeah. But it wasn't. Um, and Norman Jewison directed this, right? He's yeah. a great director. Yeah. He's a terrific director. written by okay.
2: Barry Levinson.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah right. right. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, it, it has great pace. It has, uh, you, you know, a, a fantastic central performance by, by Pacino amid, uh, you know um mm-hmm. some up and down performances the rest of the way the, i think the biggest and we'll talk about this i think the the movie's really sort of glaring glaring flaw is how mohaha mustache twirly the john Forsyth character is there's no there's no depth he's just sort of evil for oh. evil's sake and and i would like to know more about his, uh, you know, what what makes him tick other than, I like doing evil things, you know? Well,
2: actually, I think there is something that makes him tick. And, really? And yeah,
1: I think. I thought it was one one dimension.
2: Well, he is, but it's all about, and I think it's one of the central themes of the movie, is that it's, Always going by the letter of the law, yeah. And it's saying there are rules, and you know, I, I was reading. Uh, this is uh, yes. here's here's where I bring my nerd cred into it. Right before I watched this, I was uh, I was reading the latest trade paperback of the uh, Daredevil, and uh, and there, but but Daredevil the character is um you know he's a lawyer, but there was a line in that that I thought uh, watching this I was like oh <laughs> where. It was something about, like, the court, its rules and orders, its complexities made simple. Yeah. And that's why this character, Matt Murdock, likes the law, because it's it's, just—it's black and white. And I think that's— one of the things that this movie is talking about. And that's, that to me, that's John Forsyth's thing that, like, this is what it is. It's the letter of the law. That's what I go by. If you can't abide by that, then I will not sanction your buffoonery. Please go uh, ahead. No, right. no,
1: no. Yeah. I get that that's an overriding theme of the movie. And that, to me, what you're describing is very powerful. It's especially powerful when Larry Brigman, who's great, screws up. I saw him as the father in Proof uh, years ago. He's, he's a, a wonderful guy. actor. He does he's a an lot old, of theater. So
0: he's an old soap he's opera soap guy opera from guy. As the World
1: Turns. My mom
0: watched him for oh, many, yeah. many years. And he's in, at least, I think he's in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He's in a lot yeah. of movies and a lot of TV shows. He's a wonderful actor. A lot and of yeah. theater,
1: too. A lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of theater, too. Um, And a wonderful actor. But in that scene where he goes to defend... Um, uh, the, Ralph. The, yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the, 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 the transgender, the trans, uh, character, who's great. We got to find the name of that. So actor. He's
0: terrific. fucking wonderful right from the start when he's, I uh, love that
1: character. We, it's a wonderful character. And we got to find the name of yeah. that actor because he's, he kick, blows out of the water, but he messes up the, the, um, the timing and the, uh, the fact that there are changes to the, to the, to the deposition or something yeah. to the paperwork. And he screws that up and they sentence the character, Ralph, um, rather than, um, you know, free him and, uh, to, to with very tragic circumstances. That to me be, and, and that's a different judge, right? That's not foresight. That's just a judge that we that's see sort judge. of intermittently yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. That to me is very powerful. See, that to me is what I think the movie that, that's more along the lines of what you're saying, Fred is like, Hey, this is justice because you have to follow the rules and you have to follow the letters. And if you don't, then people get swept under. And, and it, that sort of nameless, faceless – he's not faceless, but he, the nameless, you know, characterless judge that does mm-hmm. that, that's more powerful. What I'm talking about is Forsythe's, yeah, I'd like to do to tour again. And all the – you know, him swimming in the pool and going, ah, the pe- we should throw people in jail for minor crimes. And we should put people to death. It's like – it's it's the opposite. Okay. It's the mirror image of Judge Smales. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's he's like – ah. smoking
0: a cigar while he's in the yeah. pool too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Smok- Lex Luthor. Exactly. Smoke a
1: cigar <laughs> Twirl a mustache And say I ever put bars In the gas chamber For fewer Lesser crime I mean Ned, I was like Ned Beatty
0: this... brings him His robe Exactly <laughs> I was like This
1: is ridiculous What's more powerful To me is just The wheels of justice Turn mm. and people Get swept under Rather than ha, ha!" I'm gonna get them all You know I, I, that 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 is the only yeah. thing That falls flat To me
4: in the movie Now If I'm gonna be a lawyer you If can't you're going gonna to be him. My lawyer Mr. Kirkland, you are my lawyer, I know, I'm your lawyer, I'm your lawyer, I know that. And as your lawyer, there are certain demands I'm going to have. As I said to you before, you don't ask for anything, you don't demand anything. Ah, sit down, I've got a lot of work to do.
3: I said, sit down.
1: Christine Lottie. Wonderful. Just their scenes absolu- together. They have such great yes. chemistry. Oh my God. Perfect. They're such great. Such great chemistry. And she towers over him, which is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. I think that's on purpose. I think it's, yeah. you know, everything in the everything is shot in this to make Pacino look small amid the massive, you know, uh, um, structures of justice. And yeah, he is, he is right. sort of short and downtrodden. Even the lines of his. You know, of his costumes and even the you know it's all drag everything's dragging him down everything's down you know and, it, yeah. and I, I love that um, Tambor yeah. is great and uh, you know another great actor of that sort of Carl Malden you know actor studio era. Um, Jack Warden. Jack, uh, Jack, Warden. Jack Warden is wonderful. amazing in
2: everything. Oh, he's fucking God,
1: fantastic he's in this. Yeah, he's. A guy. I'm so this. glad you
2: brought him up because I always think like he's my favorite in Twelve Angry Men. I remember seeing From Here to Eternity. And Another I'm like, great
1: movie about justice. Yeah, Twelve yeah. Angry Men.
2: But he's Jack Warden had such a, a naturalness to his acting. Well, he and, came
1: up through the group theater with all of the with Strasberg and all of the. And we got to talk about Lee Strasberg in this. He's you wonderful. Know, and all, all of those great. Uh, um uh, actors who then, you know, who, who, who uh, and Harold Clerman and everybody in, in the group theater, you know what I mean? In the, mm-hmm. in the thirties and forties. And so he, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these actors of this era came out of the group and they, and they, they made the trend, some of them made the transition over to films and some of them didn't. And Jack o Warden, uh, was one of the, one of the ones, uh, one of the ones, who, am I saying the name right? It's Jack yeah. Warden. Yeah. Was it, Jack was Warden. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jack Warden was one of the ones who, who uh, who made that uh, uh, transition? And you're exactly right for it. I love him in Twelve Angry Men. He's so so good. What did you think, Jason? I love it.
0: I love this movie. I ha- I have a qualifier too. I have. Like, there's something. It's not John Force. It's not the character or the simplicity of it. This this movie is simplistic in a lot of ways. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's um there are broad strokes throughout to like you know to to paint this overall picture of our justice system as a, as a, a flawed, yes. uh, you know, entity. Um, not that right. it's not s- straining towards justice. Not that the arc of it isn't, it doesn't have good intentions, but that it's, it's broken. It's broken on a yes. million different levels. That's and, powerful. And, that's, and that's very powerful. And there are so many different examples. I mean, it's such a tapestry. There's so many different characters and so many different little subplots that it kind of can't help, but be, a touch uh, oversimplified in, in some places, you know what I mean? But, uh, yes. uh, So I, so I don't mind that I found the one thing that I was, other than the music, the one thing, and I Mm -hmm. think I, I, maybe I said this when we were talking before we started recording, um, the fact that it all ends up hinging that Pacino's, (laughs) that Pacino's rock steady belief that John Forsyth is guilty comes from seeing a couple of pictures of him wearing leather fetish wear. You know, that's very, it's a very dated idea that like, oh, you have a, that's perverse. The fact that you enjoy kinky sex. There's nothing violent in those pictures. There's nothing ugly about those pictures it's just ooh well, he's with another ma- I, I don't remember them being <laughs> there being anything in those pictures that i mean i don't do it but i mean you know i mean he's just anymore. dressed in leather next to a man and a woman also dressed in le- and maybe there's a yes maybe there's a whip or something i didn't even see the i, I, I don't even remember there being Listen, stuff I don't or want torture to picture stuff there but
1: i'm I, I, saying i don't I, want, I, want to picture charlie that way well, he's on the other end of the phone going hello angels while yeah, he's well, that's you know how- <laughs> dressed in that way i Come picture on. him
0: dressed as Minnie Pearl. i picture him dressed a million you know, whatever. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't get a boner. Don't get a boner. No, no,
2: no, no, no. It's showtime. He doesn't like this guy. He's got a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of playing into his whole, maybe his, his all his misgivings about what he does and, you know, defending <sighs> uh, people who sh- maybe shouldn't be defended. Sure. No, it absolutely. It's, it's
0: very clear. It's just when the smoking gun is that somebody likes, you know, it is about like, oh, you like something that's not quote unquote normal sexually. That you know what I mean. That's not a smoking gun to me. That's not a smoking gun that the guy right. likes to dress up or engage. But he in.
2: doesn't do that with Ralph, which I like. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm you're look- right.
0: But he does. But he does. But he does it with John Force. And yes, but that's also sure. that's a that's not. I mean, that's not right either. It turns out to be correct. He did do it, right? I mean, spoiler yeah. alert. But I think the fact that he goes there so quickly, and I know what you're saying, it's his, 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 his gut instincts and his prejudices about that guy. And, you know, he's like, I don't like this guy to begin with. And he feels like he just, his gut tells him that, that, uh, that he's guilty. And that's fine. But I thought it seems so tied to a, a very simplistic view of, of, of sex that you know and like what's okay and what's normal sex versus perverted sex right, and exactly. I found that a little yeah. like
1: and making yeah. the leap right to oh this is proof that
3: yeah, did I didn't right really. On. I don't know. Yeah. That didn't
1: bother me. I see what you're saying. That it's it's I, the only
0: I, I, thing that kind of bugged me in the in the whole movie, other than yeah. the music. And I kind of we talk about like if the music is very. It, I wrote down. It's like from an episode of Alice. I wrote, but um, very, but very but The good. last right. shot yeah. is
2: like straight out of Maud. You know, so, you know free so, frame. Right. He <laughs> looks
0: right at the camera. He's like, yeah. "Can you believe it?" Um <laughs> But the whole movie is kind of like it's kind of like Night Court at the beginning. It's like that. It's like yes. it's like because it's all kooky characters coming in. And, you know, there's like a lot of funny moments and oddball moments. And Jack yeah. Warden is the suicidal. There's something about it that's a little arch and and, and comedic. It is a
2: comedy in so yeah. many ways. And, and uh, Pacino is fucking hysterical in it. They're people. They're just in jail this week. You'll be in jail
0: next week. Oh, God, the God damn it. You know provisions that fall in. Appeal it. Oh, I can't appeal it.
2: This movie is sort of faded for me in terms of, like, the Pacino, you know, oeuvre. It was one of those movies that I remember, you know, we watched back in college, and I'd seen it, and I knew that I liked it, but I was like, yeah, it's, he's good, but maybe the movie doesn't hold up. Like, I think about, like, this in Serpico, which I think he did back-to-back. You know, in Serpico, yeah. I know we've we've discussed before that. Are like are two he's great, great, great companion
1: movies. they companion
2: yeah. movies, but I thought, well, I'm gonna watch this, and yeah, maybe the, the supporting cast won't be as great, and the movie will be a little silly, it won't hold up, and I was really pleasantly surprised. I really Really, really, really liked it this time. I mean, I thought, except from the music, and I think his performance is spectacular. It's beautiful. It's it's such a downtrodden. He's so frumpy and exhausted. And it's like, you know, we were talking about, (laughs) I can't remember which episode, but how, I think it might have been the Goodfellas episode where we talked about like after Michael Corleone, you don't really see, we don't really see that quiet Pensive Pacino anymore, but you do in this, you know, I mean, he's, he's got the outbursts like in in a way, this is almost that connecting piece between, you know, the, the Godfather Pacino and then the Pacino that we sort of see, you know, the, the more explosive Al, but what really struck me the most, I mean, I just loved the sort of just beaten down, quiet, sad sack Pacino. But I, I was surprised at how much he made me laugh. That scene where he's talking mm-hmm. to Jack Warden, where Jack Warden's talking about, you know, you got to come flying with me. Like yes. he's just, he's astir- not like in the scene in the actual helicopter, but it's more in the scene where he's in his office. <laughs> I thought he was so fucking funny. The scene where John Forsyth basically tells him, you know, he's like, I want you to represent me. Yeah, it's that, funny. The reaction from Pacino where he starts face, laughing.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. I, I was really, it, I was, I was so uh, surprised. Like it was, he was, he was adorable.
1: I found yeah. him adorable he, in this he movie. Is. He <laughs> he is. You He's want to so cuddle ch- him and comfort him. Yeah. He's so charming
0: with Christine Lottie. He's so like, yeah, yeah he, and with his grandfather. With, oh, it, those it, it scenes beautiful. are beautiful. They're so beautiful. And, uh, and Sam Levine is great. He's the, the actor other nobody guy, mentions. Yeah. The other guy, gr- the grandfather's friend is yes. so oh, yeah.
2: good. And it's lovely too, because Lee Strasberg was very much a father figure too. And it was nice Yes. Like Dominic Chianese in this, yeah, he's in right, you know, it. He he's so great. good. It was like it was so almost funny. like Pacino took a few. He's like, all right, these are the guys I like working with. Let's let's bring right. them in. And, and it's Norman
0: Jewison too. It's like I think about yeah. Moonstruck and like the kind of yeah. ense- incredible ensembles yes. he creates and all these amazing character actors that he pulls together to tell like fables. Right? You talked about how yeah. Moonstruck is a romantic fable. It's this correct. is kind of a and it, it's a gritty, you know fable in which in the end the you know g- good wins out in the end and like you know there, there's a it, it's got a, a beautiful arc and it's it's very it's dark but it's so funny and 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 the portraits of the characters are also they're also well drawn I think even even John Forsyth I don't mind yeah. John Forsythe, Jeffrey Tambor. I think he's doing a great job yeah Jeffrey Tambor a great. Great.
1: Jeffrey Tambor yeah. stop throwing <laughs> plates stop
4: throwing the plates it's my best china <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: great, but that whole thing of, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that's what makes every, you know, and that's the whole thing that, um, you know, that Pacino is just, there's just craziness and madness around him. Everyone's <laughs> Jack Warden, who's like the one judge he likes. He's a
4: fucking lunatic, yeah. you know, uh,
2: uh, uh, Forsythe, you know, letter of the law. But still, he's, he's, he's a lunatic in his black and whiteness. Yeah. Jeffrey Tambor literally you see him go crazy, but because he thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he right. was being, he the was doing lawyer. what he was supposed to do. Right. He was being a great lawyer. And because he was a great lawyer, yeah. awful things happen People and he died. fucking snaps. And I forgot yeah. about that scene where he breaks into <sighs> their apartment to tell them this and it's heartbreaking and it makes sense. You're like, Oh, and I mean, speaking of, of, of nice journeys, and then that, that, that final monologue that Pacino gives. Yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's fucking, fucking amazing.
1: And you really don't see the turn coming. I mean, you really <sighs> yeah. don't. So, you know, it, you, I mean, I haven't seen so the movie subtle, before. Yes. But
4: it's so it's clear. Subtle. She doesn't have a motive. You know why? Because she's not lying. And, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. My client, the Honorable Henry T. Fleming, should go right to fucking jail. The son of a bitch is guilty. That man. That order. man there—that man Hurt. is a slime. He is a slime. If he's allowed to go free, then something really wrong is going on. You're out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out
2: of order. There's a reason why yeah. that's the moment everyone remembers from this movie. This yeah. is a fucking masterclass in acting yeah. and storytelling and writing and writing.
0: It is very, very well written. It made me, I was like cheering. I was sitting by myself watching it. I was crying and laughing so simultaneously good. and cheering. That's yeah. how it, and I've seen this movie multiple times, but it's been a while and it works so beautifully. And it's such a great payoff at the end of all the shit he's been through and all these characters have been through. And and you're like, how is he going to make this? <laughs> he's the defense attorney. How yeah. is he going to make this work for him how is he the hero here except to just say i'm gonna walk away from the case and i love how he says he wants to get craig t nelson because that's the other thing is that craig t nelson is the prosecuting attorney and so he's yeah, We say he's on the side of right. He right. wants to take down this guy who we know has done this terrible thing, but, but he wants reasons. for the wrong reasons. Yes. He wants to, He's the Super Bowl quarterback. He wants yes. it for the fame. He wants it for the attention. So he wants to take him down for all the wrong reasons. And Pacino does for the right reasons. And that's the difference. So he's like, he wants to he wants to take this guy down, but he's not going to because I'm going to take him down. It's yes. fucking brilliant to t- yeah. rob him of that satisfaction for wanting uh to do the right thing for the wrong reasons it's so yeah. good it's like a great play that that speech at the end it's like mm-hmm. the culmination of like some arthur miller like a great it's like a great end of an arthur miller play or something yeah. to me
1: so. yeah you know i want to go back to that guy uh, the actor who played ralph because okay i was, have some info was, on him oh um, he's lovely robert christian Christian was born in Los Angeles, began began acting as a child, appearing on Amos and Andy and the Andy Griffith show. Oh he only did things with Andy in the title. He, he later moved <laughs> to New justice York. Andy Justice
4: for All. Yeah, Andy <laughs> Justice for
1: All. He thought it was Andy Eustace for all. And <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> uh, My yeah. name is Andy Justice, and I'm fighting for y'all. He later moved to New York and studied at the actor's studio with Lee Strasberg.
2: There, well, there you go. Again, Pacino bringing in his group his saying, Th- these are the people I want. And you people. could tell because their scene work, they just, I, I, I was thinking there's so much great listening going on in this movie. Yes. They're really Correct. listening and reacting. So I'm sorry, go on. Cause no, Robert was Christian
1: great. was a member of the Negro Ensemble Company. Company, appeared in numerous stage productions, winning an Obie Award in 1976 for his performance in Athol Fugard's Blood Knot at Manhattan Theatre Club. Nice. So he was a big theatre guy, Robert Christian. He was wonderful. Um, now, did you notice who played Jeff McCullough, the guy who Pacino was trying to get out of jail the entire time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, his from name The is- Thing. Yeah, he's Windows in oh, The Thing. Was- he plays Windows. His name is Thomas G. Waits, another another really, really good actor. I was really happy watching this movie because, like I said,
2: it sort of... Fi- I I always knew that I liked it, but I liked it so much more in this rewatch. And it had been a long time. What a great introduction to Pacino in this movie, that he's in jail, yeah. avoiding getting pissed on. And then you're like, Ugh. and then you find out that he's the lawyer because he took a swing at a judge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just nice. a great, great way to build up characters and there's and there's no like you know pointless exposition or heavy exposition things just sort of the information slowly falls out it's, it's like what you said Jason before just great writing like Barry Levinson Bravo
0: I will say uh the, the, another great thing about this little detail thing is in the art direction of this because there's there's a there's a griminess to it, obviously, because yeah. of the time and place and all of that. But there's yeah. a griminess to everything, and and if you notice, especially at the beginning, and it happens a lot throughout the opening sequences, there's a lot of handmade signs and things that are handwritten, and you know, like that huh. are that are like uh, official things, like like this way yeah. stuck on wall, Which there's a ramshackle quality to it that says that our justice system is kind of just being handmade, pieced together, slapped together, oh, that's great. Uh, you know, it might be yeah. falling apart and we had to replace it. We, we had a sign that was made, uh, you know, very nicely etched like some, but that fell <laughs> off. And now I have to write down waiting room mm-hmm. and stick it on the door. There's something about that that says, Hmm, is this all that it could be? It's uh, it's, it's fallible. It's man-made and it's fallible. You know,
1: that's, yeah. that's and, and that's a perfect way to put it is ramshackle. You have these hallowed halls, these massive structures yeah. <laughs> with pillars and marble and the statue of justice which is blind to everything including the truth and and you know and and inside of these inside of these massive structures that are supposed to be so yeah. impressive and to make us feel safe within its walls are yeah, it's it's, it's cardboard and magic and shit. Marker, Yeah. And yeah, it's exactly it's it's being held barely held together. And <laughs> yeah. uh and that is and that that's I think why Pacino looks and acts the way he does. Is like he is the embodiment of how fucking ramshackle this thing is and what it does to a good man you know trying to work within it uh, it's 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 it, it this thing clicks on all on all of those thematic uh, levels who did he lose the Oscar to I'm trying to find it but I can't find it for this year because he oh. was nominated
2: yeah he got nominated for this and then Serpico I think the next year too was, yeah. Hoff,
0: was it Hoffman did Hoffman win for Kramer versus Kramer in
2: 1970 oh okay oh maybe I thought I thought that was earlier but you might be right
0: Mm. It's
1: a good one. I think they Kramer versus Kramer one. was in 1979. Oh, so then, yeah, and then it would, been, say, it would have been Hoffman. But I might be, I might be wrong. And that was Hoffman's yeah. big, big famous speech, right, that he gave. Yeah, 1979. And he won, right?
0: He did win.
1: Yeah, where he says, I refuse to believe that I beat... So-and-so beat yeah, this that person. Yeah, Robert lost. That Robert Duvall that lost. Robert Duvall we are lost. part of a
2: community, yeah. Yeah, that was really a, great a great speech. Time. And then the next year, Frank Sinatra was like, I don't give a fuck what Dustin Hoffman says. The Oscars are American.
1: He was very, he was not happy that Dustin Hoffman. Uh, what, what did it have to do with being American? What I don't know. What did what Dustin Hoffman say have to be doing, have to do with being American or I don't American? know.
2: I guess because Hoffman was taking the idea of award ceremonies to task. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful uh, speech. Uh, that's a, that's a great that's
3: really one. Good.
1: That's a YouTuber.
3: I refuse to believe that I beat Jack Lemon, that
1: I beat Al Pacino, that I beat Peter Sellers. I refuse to believe that Robert Duval lost.
2: What the fuck are you talking about?
0: How many Sheilas?
2: Um, what are you guys gonna have? Wait, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me. Nine.
0: I'm a nine Sheila.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to go nine too. That was my initial, that was my gut instinct, said, and I'm really a, surprised.
0: A, a, a qualified nine, I wrote, but I only qualified because of the music, nine. and you know, a couple. It's a, a little simplistic in places, but it's just so good. It's so good. It's so well done, and yeah. so satisfying. And it works. It, it, yeah, it's a great,
1: great movie. I will meet you right there, gentlemen, and I will say nine. Nine, 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 point two, five. Oh, ooh, nine point two, five. Just to be a dick.
3: Fuck off. Sorry.
1: Oh my God. You guys, you guys, The phone, it's been so long. The phone. Oh, thank goodness. It's ringing. The regular <gasps> phone. Yes. You hear it? The regular phone. I do. I, I do hear it. it. Yeah. Oh my God. Loud. Should I pick up? No. What are you going to do? Let it go? Just let it ring? Mail? Good night, everybody. Time for hand <laughs> farting. <laughs> no, I'll pick it up. Hello. You're on the opening weekend podcast with we de- yeah, of co- well, of course. I figured you'd be calling in. Yes, sir. Can't wait to talk to you, Carl guys, Holden. Guys, <laughs> guys, you'll never believe it's Natalie Wood. No, wait, it's the regular phone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a longtime caller to the to the podcast, member of the Arthropod Squad, the man who married Sheila and Richard, Al Pacino himself, Mr. Pacino. Welcome back oh, to the podcast, boys, boys. How's it hanging? <laughs> Has it been
0: hanging?
2: It's been a while. They don't they don't hang as low as you get older, but they've been hanging. How's it hanging they with don't, you? They How's don't it as <laughs> low? I think <laughs> he's experienced
0: are, the opposite. I've got, I've got them I've got them wound around the <laughs> spool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, when you see that, when the cable company comes and they've got it's on that gigantic, that's what I got. And I'm rolling it behind me. It's oh. fine. They're behind, it's fine. They get that,
1: twisted. That must be exciting for Beverly D'Angelo. Are you still with her? Uh, no, I'm right, so. You know, in spirit.
2: Am <laughs> um, I? <laughs> we got to say, we were saying you guys, you and Christine Lanti had wonderful chemistry. Oh, and uh, we geez. were talking about injustice for All.
0: Yeah. She is a tall Drink of water. I, I climbed her like a monkey on a rope ladder. I just, I get to the top. The air's thinner up there. If you know what I mean.
1: It's just, <laughs> I think we do. I She's a latte woman. She,
0: oh, very, good. There?
3: very good. Very oh. good. There's a
0: wordsmith over there. a regular. Barry, so. Barry, Barry Levinson. <laughs> No, it's a great movie It's a great movie I had a great time It's right before my vein came in <laughs> On oh, here yeah. Right you, before get, everything popped
1: I, I was going to say We might be able to, to chart the course here Of when the voice begins to change Because you do sort of You can chart it It's right You're exactly right When the vein comes in When mm. the neck The the the, the forehead oh, yeah. And then the, We get a little bit of You know The change uh, hap- Oh, oh, oh. And to to that end, wait a minute, you hear it? Listen to what's ringing. It's the time phone. Hang on, let me pick up and I will bet you I know who this is. Hello, welcome to the opening weekend podcast. You're on with Jason, Fred, and Dan. Yeah, well, I could have predicted it. Hang on one second, please. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, calling in from the past, on the time phone, young Al Pacino, welcome back to the podcast, Mister Young Al Pacino. Thank you
4: for having me. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's great to, to hear all your voices. How are you, old me? Uh, How I'm, are you? How's everything?
1: Believe it or not, still
0: alive, still <laughs> That's here. That's so great to hear. I,
4: I was worried. I've had some, I've had some ups and downs. I didn't know if I was going to make it. So I'm glad that you're still there. Oh yeah.
0: Now you can do anything. <laughs> now you know now you know you've gotta you know I don't know maybe if you if you step in front of a bus do I disappear is it like so I'm maybe not sure how I it works. will.
4: maybe I will do that revolution no, 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 with the British accent if i'm I'm invincible well, oh. you'll, you'll,
0: you'll, look it'll be a hard road but uh, we'll, we'll find be, our
1: way out together
4: I think I can do it governor
1: nice. uh, the, uh the, what, what are we, you laughing at Jason we We young Al Pacino, we have we believe we have pinpointed the moment of the voice change, which the two of you on this podcast have talked about before is when, you know, you've said to old Al Pacino, what did you do to my voice? I think we know we note we can note here when it changes and it might be somewhere in the middle of and justice for all. Does that track with you?
4: Well I remember Jeffrey Tambor, he he couldn't get that scene right with the with the with the plates. Oh, and we were yelling right. and it went on and on and on and I kept yelling and I, I got a little hoarse.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely
4: felt a tickle in my throat. I didn't realize it would end up sounding like it sounds now, but this was this that's what Jeffrey Tambor and a whole cart of plates will do to you, I guess. This is,
0: this is what I remember. I remember you know, Jack Warden's there, he's got the briefcase Boom, boom, knocking right. back those plates
1: Oh, well, very exciting
0: well, Yeah, I know, and they, believe me, I was there And then <laughs> one of them One of them comes right at me Chopped to the esophagus, right? Oh. And, uh, chop- and that was when oh. and it, it, it was, was the worst I was, and, it was, and I remember, I remember I was like, it was a little inflamed I was like, Jesus Christ, Jack You know, I, I, I bring all these I bring all these motherfuckers together These... <laughs> I mean, everybody from the old studio, all these, I mean, they were eat, eat, eating scraps, eating scraps. They were eating, they were eating crusts of bread. And I was like, look, I'm going to pull, pull you up with me. And then they act like animals. And, they, you know, this is what happens. But then uh, the yes. next
1: thing you know, Chopped to these Esophagus, just Chopped like in menace at Long Island. It well, in I remember whatever.
4: then when I was uh, doing my press tour for Scarface, I remember going through Munzee Park Elementary School because they were screening it there. And I kept Uh, going around to the kids saying, oh, Jack Warden did it to me. I'm going to do it to you. Chop to the esophagus. uh, So
1: you started the whole Chop to the esophagus trend. I guess it
4: caught on. I guess it caught on. Wow.
1: This is like the multiverse. This is like, you know, the past (laughs) affecting the future, affecting the present, affecting the past. This is so fascinating.
4: Speaking of the past affecting the future, the future, the past, and (laughs) what's in my ass and I don't know what I'm saying (laughs) now. Oh,
3: boy. I got a letter
4: from the future from one Of our oh. listeners, what young Rosie and she said that she doesn't like when she hears young and old Al Pacino on the podcast, and it made me sad. What? And I said, Over, you gotta hear us. <laughs> you gotta hear us.
0: That's censorship right there. That's censorship. It's <laughs> like what Sinatra was trying to do to Hoffman that year. <laughs> Remember that? It's a take you, come on. This is
4: America. Wait a minute. What do you mean to Hoffman? Does Hoffman win? Oh, motherfucker! Oh, so. Oh, Oh, he wins big time.
0: Let me tell you something. You're going to do do another Godfather, and you're going to think, oh, that's my golden ticket. (laughs) And they are going to say, no, no, no. Dick Tracy (laughs) was better. And you're going to say, Jesus. Oh, that's right. You do a comic strip. You do a comic strip.
3: I'm
4: only doing Godfather 3 if Bobby Duvall comes with me That's it, I'm saying it now Bobby Duvall oh, oh, comes
0: with
1: you But he drops you off
4: At the Paramount gates
0: uh, And then he says so last, last stop for self respect And you you walk through And he keeps going But uh, the love at first Bite guy shows up George?
1: Yeah, Georgie's there That's right uh, Georgie, Joe Mantegna, so many. Eli Wallach shows up, but Robert Duvall does not. Oh my God. Were either of you up for the role? Andy Garcia,
0: it's a parade of
1: mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask a question? Were either of you up for the role in Meteor? Were either of you up for any of the roles in that? You can speak to this.
3: We we had.
4: we had an audition actually it didn't go very well oh, I'm sorry I, to hear I, that. I, yeah I auditioned uh, for the Martin Landau role
0: <laughs> and, but, then, uh, but then you remember then we asked we said we said let me read for the media. Let <laughs> me read for the media And then I we just stood on a chair. Because we're, we're not that tall to begin with. You know, we stood on a chair, and then I think a couple telephone books, and we got up high because you want to have the meteor's perspective.
1: Right, it's up in the air.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Like like my career at that time. And I, <laughs> and I, was, just, I was just up there, and I was like, I'm going to get you, Earth!
4: Going to get you! You can't hide, Earth! I thought it was a great... Perf- we worked with Lee on that scene over oh and over wow. again in the studio. I thought we did a great job. They wanted to go a different direction. It was great,
0: but they said, you know, we got this sponge here that we're going to do a close-up on.
1: 47,000 times.
0: Fine. And it's going to be fine.
1: I said, fine. You, want to pay? you don't want to pay for the good stuff. You'll get a script called yes. Author, Author. That'll be great. You have many, now, many I'm going great- into
4: cruising next, so I'm wearing my sling right now and- <laughs> trying to get oh, comfortable boy. in the leather.
0: Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. God, Do you are trying, trying to make up. That was a choice we made. We felt bad about the John Forsythe thing. We were like, that's just right. You know, come on. You know. You went the other way. Just because the guy wants to wants wear a little leather. Maybe we should explore this.
4: <laughs> I think it's going to go. What, does, what does, does it not go well, old me? Everything goes.
0: When you're still talking and walking, everything's gone well. In retrospect. So sure, I mean, you know, Oscar Well, no, <laughs> Oscar Meyer, sure. that means nothing, <laughs> except that it's full of baloney. come just on, say that. yeah, I've got all this is old man humor <laughs> coming out.
1: Young Al Pacino. Old Al Well, you we didn't even get to talk about Sheila. She's still pregnant, I suppose. Old Al Have you been in Who touch knows? with anyone from the Who Arthur knows? I'm sorry, young uh, Al You don't know these people yet. No, yeah. I'm, all right. I'm just.
4: I'm. A, I, I like to listen. I like to listen to my old self. <laughs> I <laughs> fell asleep. The, was it the Golden
0: Globes? I just. I felt. I felt. I think you got a screenshot
1: of me. Yes, yeah. I did. And I just. I and since the, I don't. I really don't remember anything since. So. <laughs> Well, we'll have to catch you up when we find out then about yeah. the saga of Sheila and the baby that she is having with. That's, the fish That's too much. It's too much going over
0: there. It's a, yeah. a, 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 you know, but uh, uh, Jack and I—we're trying to finish up lunch line. I'm and still, the, uh, still. I, I, well,
1: still. <laughs> I still think I think it's got legs. But uh, so Creamscape is off the is off the that's been shelved. No, that's <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Just because something gets rescheduled doesn't mean it's shelved. It's just.
1: To everything a season, that's a, that's
3: <laughs> turn, turn, say. turn,
1: just like the just like the, <laughs> the, the missile <laughs> slowly, in so slowly <laughs> to everything there's a like season. a bunch of rockets. Turn, turn, turn. Well, uh, young Al Pacino. Older Al Pacino. Thank you. As always, a pleasure having you on the podcast. You're both in order. No one's out of order here. I say <laughs> you're in order. You. You're in order. There, you're on there order. There is
4: something funny going on. <laughs>
1: oh, gruesome. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Boy, wasn't that exciting. There's something funny going <laughs> on. Oh, oh, he's gone. He's oh,
3: he now. hung
2: up. That he's now. He's up. That was exciting. I don't care what Rosie says. I love... Love. Yeah, there's nothing. love listening. Who to is this rosy person that's a the bit? Me too. So, who is this daughter? Person? Bob's daughter. Bob's daughter's too young to know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lovely, she's a she's a fan of the show. Not oh, okay. a fan of Pacino. But a fan of the show. Well, Wait, that's, what? Uh, How could
0: you uh, not? to be that's a hard road then if you're not a fan of Pacino. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's no, a, think, a high uh, Pacino quotient.
2: I think show. she likes Pacino yeah. as an actor. I don't know if she's a fan of Pacino um, uh, as a phone on the opening as a phone podcast. <laughs> yeah. To me, that's the best Pacino.
3: <laughs>
1: exactly. exactly. Well, no new information about Sheila, but um, plenty of new information about the the budding. Uh, relationship between I'm getting like a father son vibe at that time it was there was, was something really sweet it I feel like the less, first time yeah. they met
2: there was there was something adverse I think young right. Al Pacino there uh, th- th- I think there's a sense of shock when you meet your older self <laughs> yeah exactly and what, what has happened and I think now I think he's opened himself up to the possibilities that this is his future and maybe he can learn from that Good. Uh, yeah right I think you know, they,
0: I've I've heard that they're I don't know how they're doing this by, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a if if young Pacino even has facts might not be an option, but uh, they're they trying to they're trying to develop a pitch for something called Time Detectives, where the two of them are going to try to make a movie together. <laughs> And I don't know how that would work. It's very hard. And the space-time continuum, it's it very seems difficult. It's like a quantum leap ta-
1: type of a thing. Yeah, or, or, yeah,
0: yeah, I know. The, uh, I don't know how it's going to go. I the don't Curious
1: think that Case of Benjamin uh, butthole. or <laughs> <The> Butthole.
0: <laughs> that, that was the working title of <laughs> Cruisin'. And then the they, cu- said, <laughs> and they said, well, just call it Cruisin'. Oh, <laughs>
3: <my God>. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Opening Weekend. Oh, yes. Next time, we'll be celebrating Halloween by traveling back to one of our favorite movie years, 1984, and revisiting a couple of October 26th releases, the horror movie compilation-slash-documentary Terror in the Isles and the sci-fi action classic The Terminator, directed by James Cameron and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's next time on opening <laughs> weekend when we'll be back.
3: Dan see
0: what I did there. Uh Dan, what you got for us? What uh, are you gonna attempt to tackle
1: Grueson? The great day of <laughs> I can, the only thing I know is there's something funny going on. And and it sounds a little something perhaps like <laughs>
3: I got an idea. I got an idea. Can we do, can we do. That's all um, I have today.
2: What about, um, don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon. Armageddon. Great 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 meteor
1: ballad. Good. (laughs) (laughs) A meteor, meteor ballad. Yes. Okay. So go.
3: (laughs)
0: She's dressing on that salad,
3: Natalie?
0: <laughs> well, we can talk about the flying rock later. But let's talk about my flying cock. <laughs> what did I say? Harassment? Well, I'm here to blow up a media. Not to, uh, look, if I can't... We might all die. I need to get a little something in the broom closet before we... <laughs> well... Well, what would you do? Oh, Brian Keith. <sighs> Old prude. Look, just ladle on a little more Russian dressing. Russian dressing! See, look, <laughs> look at that. You should like that.
2: Uh, Mr. Connery, <sighs> your assistant uh, Benjamin Butthole is here.
0: Oh, finally. All right, Natalie, you can go.
2: <laughs> the opening weekend podcast is produced by Jason O'Connell, Fred Berman, and Dan Matisa with editing by Jason O'Connell and sound mixing by Fred Berman. Additional help and technical support provided by Ethan Duff. Thank you for listening.
0: It's showtime!